Hey guys, Coach John here, and welcome to the second episode of the Coach John Fitness Podcast. Well, kind of the first, because uh, the first episode was just an intro into what we're going to do, and yep, that is my intro so far. I know bells and whistles just yet in this podcast, but I'm sure it's coming over the next couple of weeks. I just wanted to get straight into doing a podcast. It's something I've been thinking about for quite a while, and um, to be honest with you, I'm on holidays a couple of weeks, so I was like, ah, trying to put it off and put it off, put it off. I'm like, nope, I'm doing this podcast, and I am doing it right now. And speaking of putting stuff off, uh, a lot of us have probably been putting going to the gym and getting back onto our workout routine and getting back on track putting that off uh, throughout the summer but judging by the way the traffic was this morning uh, schools are indeed back so people are starting to slowly get back into a routine as the winter months start rolling along so this episode is going to deal with 10 things 10 bits of advice to try and get back back on track uh, 10 things to look at um, I could probably delve a lot deeper into each one of the 10 topics, but this, I'm just going to give a broad overview of these 10 topics, give you a couple of things to think about as you start to build up your own workout routine um, and just a couple of d- different bits of, of advice to go into. So the first one, which I probably could talk about all day long, is diet. Uh, there's no point in giving you 10, 10 bits of advice without mentioning the diet because you can't pretty you pretty much can't out train a bad diet. Um, so with your diet, there's so many different things out there you could do. You know, low carb, low fat, carnivore, vegan, uh, Beyonce diet where you eat nothing seemingly. I, I didn't watch Netflix show, I just heard people rant and rave about it. But uh, my point is there's so many different things you can do but at the end of the day what counts is calories in versus calories out myself when i'm getting back on track and i want to lose an extra few pounds for example i've got a holiday coming up uh, in a week or so so basically i for the last four weeks i've been going low carb i find it's easier to go low carb because when you take carbs off the plate uh, it's just you're taking a lot of calories off the plate and I find it's easier for me to have more meat and veg on my plate and I'm satisfied eating that and I can create meals where I enjoy those meals and even when I go back to having carbs there will be some meals where I just have meat and veg and I don't even think about it but it's it's sustainable for me long term and every time around this time every year I do this diet uh, just just as a kickstart just, it's, it's more a mental challenge than it's physical at this stage and um, but when I do it, it gets easier each year because I'm, I'm used to that. So therefore, I know it's working for long-term sustainability and I, I enjoy doing it. Now, that mightn't work for you guys. You guys, um, I'm not the type that's going to preach low-carb, low-carb, low-carb as if it's this magic pill, as if it's the only way to lose weight. I think it's great, but I've seen people do low-fat diets and it's worked just as well from there. But... I do know at the end of the day, whether it's low carb or low fat, it does depend on calories in and calories out. And as I mentioned in the first episode, I'm not too keen on counting calories because I think a lot can can affect that. Um, like just to having to constantly think of how many calories specifically are in each and every meal and writing them down. And even the apps aren't always precise in that. So you can be off by three or 400 calories. And if you're, you think you're 300 calories under and you're actually bang on your calorie intake for the day and you have an extra meal, you're going to be over the amount of calories. And it's just how, and then you're just like, why I'm not losing weight is because you're consuming too much calories. And you're constantly thinking about every meal. Whereas when I'm on low carb, for example, I don't think about the calories. I'm just 
this meal satisfies me. I know it's going to be less calories than what I've had before because the potatoes and stuff are, are taken off the plate. So it has to be lower consumption before. And as well as that, I'm probably training a little bit more throughout those three to four weeks I'm on it because I'm in that mindset of, if I'm going to suffer a little bit by having no carbs at all, uh, I'm not low carbs at all, but very little carbs compared to what I normally have. If I'm going to suffer through that, well, I'm definitely going to work hard in the gym to make this worthwhile. So basic advice though for now, if you don't really want to do a diet, is I would recommend sticking to three meals a day. They say, some people used to say, you know, six meals, keep the metabolism burning, um, eating every two to three hours. I just don't think that's realistic. One, I think the body's smarter than if you're not eating for two to three hours, it's just going to shut down. I don't think that happens. Um, two, if you just can't, it's just very hard to eat every two to three hours. I think most of us, uh, if you're going to work doing a nine to five, you might be leaving the house at eight o'clock and might be one o'clock again by the time you get a bit of lunch. Next thing you know, it's six o'clock by the time you're home. There's a pretty big substantial, substantial gap where you're only getting one meal in between there. So it's, it's, it's very hard to get five to six meals a day. So get three big meals in. Uh, they say breakfast is the most important meal a day. Not really too sure on that. It depends on you and your lifestyle. As long as you're getting three, three good meals in each day, that's what I'd work with from there. If you're going to slowly reduce the amount you eat compared to normal, well, then you're going to lower calories and that's going to work towards your, your overall goal if your overall goal is losing weight, which is what we're tackling in this episode. So I could probably talk a lot more about diet, a lot more throughout um. But I'm going to save that for another podcast episode. So that's pretty much my advice on diet. Uh, the second thing, which may seem super obvious, but you can't mention one without the other in my mind, and that is exercise. It goes hand in hand, diet and exercise for fat loss. Yes, you can do just one. And yes, you can just do, do the other, one or the other and still get results. But if you do just a diet, you're going to lose, but you're going to lose a fair bit of weight but you're not going to look as good and you do the exercise, you're not really showing your full potential because you're not doing diet because you can't train a bad diet. So when it comes to exercise, and I hear this a lot, it drives me up the wall, especially when people don't lose weight. They're like, I need to lose more weight. I'm going to do cardio. I'm like, sorry, what? And they're like, you're training three or four times in the gym. You only started doing your gym training. Uh, and you're like, I need to do running. It's like, we have, a lot of us have this notion that to lose weight, you need to run. And there's nothing wrong with running. I run myself. I enjoy running. Can't believe I said that out loud. But I do. I do enjoy running. And that's only a recent thing. But you don't have to just do running to lose weight. You could probably, you lose more in the time you do running. So let's say if you ran for an hour and you did weight uh, resistance training in the gym for an hour, in that hour, you would probably burn more calories running. That is true. Maybe. Depends on how hard you work in the gym, how hard you do run. But, but for most people, they probably burn more, burn more running. But once you stop running, that's it. With resistance training, you have to recover a lot more, especially if you're working on the principle of overload, which means you're challenging yourself each and every week to uh, do an extra couple of reps, go a little bit heavier on the weights. And that's what I was saying in the first episode when um, people on social media are putting up random ep- uh, uh, random exercises each and every day. It's great. You're doing something, 
But if you don't, it's just random workouts. If you don't have something to aim for each and every workout, you're not getting as much as you can out of it. You should always have little goals to keep yourself going long term. So I'd rather you had a set program for at least three to four weeks and you're able to build on it and then start doing different exercises because that way you at least you can see your progress and that's going to keep you going back where you let's say it's something as simple as push-ups you're able to get 12 push-ups in a row the next gym session i'm trying to get 14 push-ups in a row rather than i'm going to do some random trx chest press yeah you're working the same muscles but you don't know if you're really progressing or not and um, so that that's as well as um you can obviously do running to lose weight there's nothing wrong with that i would just combine it with strength training i think if you can do a balance of both it's going to help your results a lot better uh, doing a small bit of hit training as well uh, exercise hit training is high intensity interval training so basically something that's going to really work up a sweat for three or four minutes getting your heart rate up and I'm, I'm not talking about you know just just jumping jacks or high knees so that's something that's gonna you're gonna have to burst your, burst all out go all out for 10 20 seconds like for example sprints something as simple as sprints if you can sprint as hard as you can for 20 seconds you're going to need a long rest before you can go again even 20 seconds is an awful long time to sprint if you look at olympic sprinters and they're going for 10 seconds unless they're usain bolt they're all dead dog tired at the end of it they're trying to catch their breath but if you do exercise like that where you're going as hard as you can for 10 15 seconds getting a rest for a minute doing six to eight rounds of that that alone is um a, a great little workout that you can get in 10 15 minutes so excuses of you've got no time to train right out the window if you've only got 20 minutes do hit training work hard get long breaks work hard long breaks and go from there and when you're in the gym if you're confusing exercise do do exercises that involve as many joints as you can. They're called compound exercises. So your different kind of squats and stuff where you're moving different joints like your knee and hip moves at the same time rather than just doing a single joint exercise like a bicep curl. So your different presses, your different squats, your different rows, throwing all them in together and just challenge yourself. Do similar exercises for three to four weeks and aim to improve on those exercises whether it's the weight or the reps over those three to four weeks uh, as long as your form is right form and safety are number one important after that work on your reps don't do sloppy and uh, leaning right back reps and all this sort of stuff get your form right first do it safe and then aim to progress from there um, and when it comes to gym programming really quick before we move on to point number three I promise these other eight points will be a lot quicker than the first two, but the first two are so important. When you're in the gym and you're doing your compound exercises, there's different movements I like to do. So do some form of squat. If you're doing a full body workout and you could do, you could go in the gym for, you know, 40 minutes and do three full body workouts and that's it. You're pretty much done there. Maybe show in one or two runs or one or two hit sessions and you are right back. If you can do that, you're going to see results, especially if your diet goes hand in hand with it, guaranteed results without question. If you can do some form of squat, so a, a goblet squat, for example, uh, holding a kettlebell, squatting down, right back up. And then obviously, like I said earlier, try and get more reps in there or add a bit more weight as the weeks progress. If you do some sort of hinge movement, which is working the back of the legs. So if you look at a, a kettlebell swing, when done right, with a slight bend in the knees, don't squat the kettlebell. And... Um, or some sort of 
glute um some sort of hip thrust something that works the back of the legs that, that push your hips forward and back that kind of action that that's called a hinge motion so if you can you can work on that so squat hinge motion some sort of push very simply a push-up some sort of pull movement so like a, a dumbbell one-arm row a trx row anything that has row in it pretty much try and do a little bit more pull than push because none of us work our back as as, as much as our, our pushing movements and that causes round shoulders so get a little bit more pull exercises in there and yeah if you can invite if you can have those four in there you can throw other things like a you know some sort of lunge and i love doing fire um farmer walks as well so uh they're, they're great as well but if you have a squat a hinge a push and pull you could balance them out to get four exercises after thorough warm-up you are good to go from there so number three and we're going to fly through these next eight things because we, we covered a lot in the in uh, exercise and diets number three is reduce your stress that's very easy to say i can't just say reduce stress and it's gonna happen but stress can play a huge part in you not losing weight your body's just gonna uh, produce a lot more cortisol it's gonna help it's gonna reduce your chances of uh, dropping your body fat there's a lot of different things going on so you got to find a way to reduce your stress uh, and so one of the ways to do that is, is walking uh, low intensity steady state training which is called LIS uh, so basically 15-20 minutes going out for a walk just out in nature just clearing your head that is different things like that if work is too much just go for a 15-20 minute walk that can help a little bit uh, but I can't really speak too much more on that because we're all individual on our own different stresses and how we handle it but find a way to reduce your stress Number four is sleep. We get results when we sleep. We recover when we sleep. If we have a hard session in the gym, we don't get results there. We get results afterwards and we recover. And when we recover, we sleep. So you need to sleep. If you don't get enough sleep, you're not gonna recover well. And lack of sleep could actually cause you to gain weight as well. So try and get at least seven hours a night. They say seven to nine hours is a sweet spot, spot somewhere in between there, but adequate sleep is gonna help promote fat loss. You're gonna to have to try and get seven hours of sleep a night. And if you're getting four, five, six hours, you're not gonna be able to put in 100% in the gym. You're gonna be overtired. You're not gonna be able to think straight. And uh, you're gonna make poor decisions when it comes to your diet as well. So prioritize your sleep so much so that if you have got a workout if you haven't got a workout in um and it's like 10 o'clock at night and you know you're up at five in the morning for whatever reason i would probably recommend going to sleep rather than forcing the workout in there because you're going to be up for another hour doing it then you have to cool down and get your heart rate back down again have a shower next thing you know you're getting five and a half hours sleep before the next morning so i would actually recommend more sleep that's how that's how important sleep is in, in my mind so get more sleep in try and get seven hours and once again forget about this whole social media hustle 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 crap that you see online that a lot of people just say they're doing they're not really doing so i, I think half of us could clear half our our instagram accounts we follow we probably be better off that way but that's just a personal opinion on that number five is to drink more water so some people are like, how do I drink three liters of water a day? Yeah, they could probably have four or five pints, no butter. But what I like to do is when I get first thing in the morning, I get my first pint out of the way. So I down a pint of water as soon as I get up. 
Probably the first thing I do. Maybe I put on clothes first. I don't know. I'm not really thinking in the morning. But it, it's automatic at this stage. I go to the tap, fill a pint of water, I down the water. I don't even think about it. It's that routine to me at this stage. Um, it can help kickstart a day. Some some people say it can help flush the toxins out. I'm iffy on that. But it gets you in the right. It gets you in the right mindset. It wakes you up. Uh, it just subconsciously you're thinking health healthy already as soon as you get up. It starts you off pretty much. You get up on the right foot. Starts you off well for the day, and you've got your first pint of water out of the way just like that. Most of the times, without actually even thinking, that first pint is gone. If you want to lose weight, I'd also recommend getting a pint of water in before each and every meal because when you drink a pint of water, you're a little bit. I wouldn't say you're full already. But it's, you know, you don't have to eat as much food to be satisfied afterward. So if you drink a pint of water in, and in some cases when we're hungry, if you drink a pint of water and wait 10, 15 minutes, uh, and keep your mind occupied with something else, you'll find you're not actually that hungry. So you don't need the snack. Obviously get a treat. I'm not saying skip meals. Get your three meals in a day. But if you feel like snacking, pint of water, wait 10, 15 minutes, do something else. If you're still hungry, by all means eat. If not, you might forget about it. And then that's that's less calories going to help you throughout the rest of the day from there. So try to get at least two to three water, two to three liters of water in a day. If you are training a lot more, you may need a little bit more water than that. They do say to have at least one liter of water for every 25 kilo uh, of body fat, body weight you are, not body fat, Jesus has a lot of body fat. Um, one liter of water for every 25, per 25 kg body weight. So for myself, I need at least three liters of water a day. I have one of those big water jugs uh, when I'm training, I usually have one of them during my sessions. That's two days right there. My point when I wake up, I'm, near, I'm at three days already before I have water with my meals then throughout the day. Number six is use cheat meals when necessary. Enjoy your food. Don't demonize it. So there are some, we, we notice there's bad, I don't like saying good and bad foods. There's some foods that just have no nutritional value in them that you know, different kind of sweets and crisps and stuff like that. They just have no, there's no benefit out of having them. Like sugar is in a lot of things. For example, fruit. If we have fruit, there's fructose in it. And some people say don't have fruit because it has sugars. But it also has a ton of other vitamins and minerals as well. So fruit is good for you. Have your fruit. Whereas other things that has just sugar in it, if you put three, four scoops of sugar into your cup of, cup of coffee or cup of tea or whatever, that's obviously not good for you so um i almost lost my point in that one there to be totally honest and that's gonna happen in these podcasts where i'm ranting on one thing i forget exactly where i'm coming from but my, my point is um don't demonize food pizzas aren't bad if you have them once every while if you have a pizza every single day of the week you're probably gonna put on weight because there's a lot of calories in the pizza but having the pizza uh, once even twice a week is not necessarily a bad thing unless you're a competitive bodybuilder and you're trying to get your body fat down to four or five percent you probably won't get away with a pizza but for the rest of us if we're on track we're, we're on track 80 percent of the time if every five or six meals is healthy that's okay four or five is 80 percent. but let's say in a two-day period we have one bad meal and the rest of them are spot on we will probably uh, over the course of a week it might it'll probably balance out that if it's 80% of the time we're doing well, it will balance out that we'll have our, our calories in order and we will be able to achieve our goals. Will it be as perfect as clean eating 100% of the time? No, but you're living your life. 
these things happen, life gets in the way, enjoy the meal, don't think about it, get right back on track with the next meal, having a healthier meal, and move on from there. So don't demonize your food. And don't go overboard in a cheat meal, actually, before I move on. Um, just because if you're having a cheat meal, if you're going out for dinner, enjoy it. But that doesn't mean you have to have, you know, three, four, or five different sides with it and start loading up on the calories because it's your cheat meal. Just, you don't have to necessarily eat like a pig for your cheat meal. Uh, unless you're huge, like the rock and able to have your pancakes that are like three feet high because he obviously works that off. Um, and, and the most of us are human, unfortunately, so we can't we can't work off nor eat that amount of food anyway. So don't try. Um, and I also find that if you are if you really overeat the cheat meal, you go too over the top with it, and you have like two pizzas and all the rest and stupid things like that. I find that you start craving that more the next day, and you you have a bad meal the next morning because you had those sugar cravings and you're like, yeah, I'll have a breakfast all the way into work or whatever. And then the next, and then that just has that domino effect from there. So enjoy your cheat meal, but just don't go over the top of it. Number seven is preparation. We've all heard a saying about failing to prepare, prepare to fail, not rest. But if you're trying to get back on track, there is a lifestyle change right there. So you need to figure out exactly when you're going to have your meals the next day what those meals are to make the process easier so you don't have to think about it too much if you're starting to, if you're lowering your calories and you're starting to think what am i having here what am i having there as the day progresses you're bound to to make bad decisions as the week starts to roll on next thing you know you're getting up late your clothes aren't prepared and uh, you're rushing through you're on the way to work you're starving you pull over the garage you see a special on sausage rolls because you're avoiding breakfast rolls you know they're bad for you not bad for you but too many calories again and you're like uh, what's the deal on sausage rolls and it's like i don't know what the deals are these days well the 27 for five euro you're like yeah it's better than one for three euro so you end up getting all those and you your calories start going up again but if you prepare, you know what you're having for breakfast, that's all laid out. You have your gym bag organized, you know what your gym clothes are. Just little mundane things like that where you don't have to think too much. You just know what the next step is and you just get a process going. You get a routine going. That's going to make your life a lot easier. And over the next couple of weeks, they say it takes anywhere between 21 to 56 days to build a habit. So keep it going. Keep preparing the night before. Take the five, 10 minutes prepare have your clothes laid out if you train first thing in the morning have your gym clothes laid out have your gym bag packed before you head off have your work clothes laid out and just get that routine going number eight is that low we see low fat foods and uh, gluten-free foods if you have a gluten intolerance obviously these foods are good for you because of gluten but and uh, so you can just skip the steps that's pretty much but Otherwise, we, we can have a tendency to see those foods and think they're healthier. What happens sometimes is they obviously have to take the gluten out and stuff they, they put in can increase the calories. So we think we are having uh, a more healthier food, more healthier option because it's gluten-free or because it's low-fat. And that's not always the case. So be careful of that. Have a look at the labels between the low-fat and the regular options of what you're having and make a decision there. Start with the calories, look at the calories of both. Sometimes the, the low-fat option, the gluten-free um, options, especially when they have like muffins to think of that, they are going to have a higher amount of calories, which is going to lessen your chance of achieving your goals. Um, number nine is 
don't be so hard on yourself, especially when you're starting a routine. There are going to be little pitfalls here and there where you miss a workout. You're, you, something came up and you have to go out and you have to eat a little bit more than you expect to eat that day or you have a, a bad meal. You come home late at night and you're really hungry and the other half brings home a chipper and you end up having some of that. Don't be hard on yourself. It happens. One bad meal or one missed workout is not going to ruin your entire progress. Just like one good meal and one good workout is not going to make everything great all of a sudden and you've already achieved your goal that fast. It doesn't happen that way. It's, I would say, it's, it's like a marathon. No, marathons are painful. It's not like a marathon at all. But it's a long-term process. One bad meal is not going to ruin that process. Just, it happened, forget about it, move on. And number 10 speaking of the process is set goals and plan pretty much tying everything in together we said in these first nine points your goal is to lose weight how what are you doing what is the plan for your nutrition what is the plan in the gym what's the process when you are in the gym uh, like we talked about earlier with the push-ups goal maybe you have a push-ups goal so you want to do 12 push-ups one day you achieve that the next day you want to do 14 and doing all these little goals each week in the gym keeps you motivated going back to the gym while building towards the long-term goal which could be losing x amount of pounds so don't just have one long-term goal and leave it there have shorter-term goals uh, especially in the gym have short-term goals everything should be working towards that principle of overload, getting this a, a few more reps in on certain exercises, getting a little bit more weight, and you're not going to be able to do it each and every session. There's going to be some sessions where you're just not going to be able to lift any more than you did the previous session because otherwise, if you added five pounds, for example, to a bench press and you did that each and every week, you know, there comes a stage where you're going to be lifting just as much as, as I don't know, who's the strongest person in the world today, but... Um, that it just doesn't, it's not as linear as that. And the same thing with losing weight. If you lose three pounds one week, you do the exact same thing again, but you're not going to lose exactly three pounds next week. You might lose four pounds. You might go up one pound. It, it, it just zigzags up and down. So keep that in mind. You're working towards the long-term goal, building towards that, setting short goals in between, but build towards the long-term goal. And we're pretty much near, just past the 25-minute mark there. Um, so I'm going to wrap up this podcast. Hopefully, you got a couple of tips and uh, bits of advice on that. I'm going to have uh, a couple of different links in the show notes, for example, um, if I figure out how to do that. But I'm going to have a couple of links in the description on different blogs where I got some of my information from, for example, the, the gluten-free one uh, and, and the muffins. Um where some things are added onto the items that are gluten-free that increase the calories that make it not as healthy as the gluten muffin option, I suppose. So that, and once again, that's not saying that gluten, gluten-free foods are bad. Some are more calories than you expect from the other type. That's all I'm saying on that one. So um, I'll try and have as much information in the show notes as I can to pretty much back up all my waffle I'm doing right now. And from there, I'm going to end this show. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, tell a mate about it. And hopefully, you get subscribed to the channel, uh, subscribe to the podcast, 
tell other people about it and hopefully keep building this podcast um, each and every Wednesday. Uh, in the meantime, you can find me speaking on a matter bashing social media a couple of times throughout this podcast. And I'm about to plug my own social media right now. But if you're on Facebook, you want to get more from me, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash coach Sean. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well at coach underscore Sean C. And you're about to find a pattern here in that I could have kept it simple. I had a lot of one thing, but I didn't. I'm a guy, guys are dumb on Twitter. I wouldn't really follow me on Twitter if you're looking for fitness advice only. I do throw a lot of stuff up there, but a lot of it is more like about these guys playing and uh, Villa playing and stuff like that. But if you're interested in my other th- other stuff I do as well, I'm on Twitter at coach underscore Sean underscore C. There's no fathers in all them, but I'm on YouTube where there is a father over the A. That's youtube.com forward slash coach Sean, all word, one word, and that father over the A. I'm going to leave the podcast right here. Thanks to you for listening to this episode and hear from you guys. See you. No, won't see you guys next week. And you'll hear from me next week, next Wednesday, episode number three from Coach Sean. Take care.